Reptile Gumbo Podcast. I'm James Lewis from Simply Serpents. And I'm April Justine from Designer Exotics. Each week, we'll discuss what is happening in herpetoculture on social media, YouTube, and even on other podcasts. We will share our opinions and thoughts on current events, as well as the opinions of you, the listener. Make sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram for interactive polls and posts where you can tell us what you were thinking. Then listen for your name each week as we share your opinions on the podcast. So sit back and relax. Here's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Welcome to episode 33 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. How's it going, April? It is going well. If you hear sirens and dogs in the background, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I, yeah, I was like, oh, God, maybe we should stop and start over. Screw it. Everyone <laughs> needs to know April lives in that kind of neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. Not going to lie. <laughs> but, yeah, things are good. How are things with you? I am tired. Yeah. I, uh, I spent all weekend at a reptile show, which was awesome. But then I had to work today, which was not awesome. Not awesome at all. Man, that's dedication right there, James. I know. I went I went to Texas and I was around like five thousand people, so I made sure to get the Rona. Yeah, so. just bring it and spread it around. That's what we're good for. That's Memphis apparently is like a hot spot and I didn't realize it. But I don't go anywhere, so I mean I go to the grocery store and I go to Home Depot and I go to doctor's appointments. That's about as as exciting as my life is right now. I may have been safer in Texas than in Louisiana, so <laughs> that's kind of funny <laughs> but did you sell anything i i sold three sambo i only took like seven samboas because that's like all i have left that's eating yeah uh, i also well, I, I say it's not like i have a bunch that are not eating i just i don't know i probably have another seven in the rack um so that's pretty good i mean i went from i think at one point i was oh, around 50 babies so i'm down to a, like half a rack of babies now I have only seven of my 20 babies eating for me. Yeah, but your things are weird. No, it's freaking annoying, man. This is like, it's almost to the like borderline worry. Like if they don't eat next feeding, I'm going to probably assist feed because it's just like, bleh, it's making me nervous. Are they losing they're, weight? They're, they're small and starting to kind of get dehydrated if I am not super conscious of, you know, extra mist and making sure... Because they're they're really dumb when they're babies and don't actually go for the water bowl necessarily. So some of them are looking a little bit ragged and getting me worried. So everybody pay attention because you can get a special ed baby from April once they start eating. Yeah, I have um, Sumatran short tails. Some of them, like a third of them are totally fine. And then the other two thirds have like an overbite some are more noticeable than others but their mouths definitely do not match up <laughs> like how they should <laughs> basically look like a simpsons character yeah it's it's really really bad well I, one of them is pretty noticeable and pretty bad but they'll be discounted for anyone interested but i want to get them feeding before i even you know post pictures of them or anything it's, it's got an overbite its teeth hangs out it wears overalls his name's jimbo and he plays <laughs> banjo yeah basically <laughs> uh, and i don't know if that had to do with incubation stuff i just don't freaking know but hopefully they get eating and then are fine and they're just a little bit special so we'll see before we go any farther let me just go ahead and i normally do our our uh sponsors but i'm gonna go ahead and introduce our guest since our guest is our sponsor and then we'll end up talking about our other sponsor from this weekend so 
I go ahead and ro- introduce Robert from Lone Star well. Reptile Rex. How's it going, Robert? Good. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of you. But... <laughs> That's okay. He's so rude. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, let's see. I saw Robert at dinner on well, set up on Friday and at dinner on Friday. All day at the show on Saturday. All day at the show on Sunday. Yeah. And yeah he came up and asked me at uh, about noon yesterday if I wanted to do the show because he said April was supposed to find somebody, but she dropped the ball. That was his. That was his exact oh words, gosh, April. I know. <laughs> For sure, said that too. I know. I, I, I don't that, doubt James. it at all. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'd have said it anyways. No, I was, I was at the show and I was like, man, somebody here will be on my show tomorrow. And I was like, yep. I know Easy. Robert will say yes. That's that's Robert. Well, thank you very fun. much. We appreciate you bailing yeah. it out. <laughs> so, if anybody is going, why do you keep having people that have been on before? Because Robert pays for the podcast. He can be on whenever he wants. Hell yeah. <laughs> I did. And I, I heard uh, you sold out I had out two again. left when we were packing up yesterday. I had someone message me that had just left the show and wanted one of them. And then a lady who said she meant to come buy one yesterday. And then they got distracted and forgot. She called me this morning and came and bought the last one. So, yeah, I, I consider that sold out. Yeah, awesome. I have never been distracted enough. No, she was there, to to a and they show. came and looked at it, and I, I talked to her. She just forgot to come back and buy it. There. So she was the true one who said, well, let me go make a lap, and I'll come back and buy it. Well, she made a lap and went home and then called me this morning. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Really yeah. First time for that. <laughs> right. At least she called right, yeah. you. <laughs> it came back. On, <laughs> I did get to see on Robert's table. So if anybody remembers last week when we had – uh, Ryan McVeigh on, and we talked about the uh, thermostats from Zilla, the new digital ones. Robert had two on his table, and I actually yeah, I sold one of them. I brought the other one home. I'm going to try it out. So, and I these actually are, are digital, right? Yeah. And like they're yeah, yeah they look real nice. They look good. That's cool. I mean, because you also had you had one of the old ones there, the like the little turn dial ones, and it's not even comparison when you put them by each other. It's way easier yeah, to sell the digital for sure. Okay. If then, it looks, uh, I'll have to look into it and then make D buy it for his ball I, python cage. I like it because you also had the uh, yes. Zuma that has a digital yeah. one also, Robert. Which I, I like the <laughs> look of the Zilla one better. I do too. I actually have one of the Zoomed ones that uh, I won in a package a while back that I have on, uh, I think it's on my uh, quarantine rack. And I like it. It seems to work well, but we'll see how the Zilla one works. Yeah. And then I actually suggested to someone, they were asking me, uh, they wanted to buy the one annery I had, but they came up late after I'd already sold it. And uh, and they were still trying to get their setup, and they couldn't get it right. The heat pad they had wasn't heating up the little the Rubbermaid tub they had, um, so they needed a bigger heat pad. And so I, I actually suggested the Zilla ones because of uh, what we were told about how safe they are. I was like, go with that. So I've, got, I've got also... Um... I got when that was I, I cool had in the mail out. when I got home. I won yeah. an Inkbird, their new Bluetooth controlled thermostat and smart plug. I won it on a Facebook giveaway, and it came in the mail. So I'm going to have all three of the new ones to try out. That's cool. awesome. You'll have to let us know how oh, they all are, and oh, then we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have Robert back for a third time and find out about thermostats. So you uh. What was the number one rack for you selling this weekend? 
the three tub 70 with the freedom reader 70 the most uh, i sold five of those if i would have had 20 of them i probably would have sold all 20 of them i had people coming up all day i sold all five of those in the first 15 minutes so i had people coming up left and right one in that rack so i'm definitely going to take like 10 of those to the next conroe show that's crazy because you had the the six tub rack like two of those there yeah, until I sold, the last I day. I sold one the last morning. Right? Sold, those the, weren't those the Visa? Are the Freedom Readers of these? Yes. Yeah, and then the other two have since sold. But um, usually those are the first ones to go at most shows. So I was really surprised that they didn't sell as quick as they did. I wonder if people that buy like the three-tier one, if they're the people that just went to buy one snake and then, you know, like the beginning where it explodes and you're like, oh, if I get a rack, I save more more space. They're probably the one it. that bought a ball python, and then they came to a show, and and they're like, "I want another one." They like, now I need something for it, and, and it's the price point I think too, because that's a two hundred and fifty dollar rack, which you know that's pretty easy to talk yourself into buying, versus the five to eight hundred dollar rack, and it's stackable. So if you want to buy three of them now, yeah, sure. and then you buy three of them later, and three of them later, you can stack nine high easily. Boom. There's an awesome sales pitch right there. I did see something cool that I didn't know existed that Robert had, which was uh, it fits in the Freedom Breeder 70s, but it's like a little divider, but it's not really a divider. It's made to make the back of your rack a hide. So it's got a little a hole in it. You can adjust the size of the hole by, which, by how much you cut out of it, and it turns the back into a little blocked off hide for your snake. And Freedom Breeder has I still Breeder haven't gone that? and tried it yet for you, James. Yeah. Or is it? It's I, feel like, I feel like I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need him to <laughs> put it into a V70 and see if it fits in a V70. If it's a Freedom Breeder 70. Yeah, which the Freedom Breeder 70 is just is a, other is like a quarter 70? inch taller than okay. the V. So <laughs> it should work. I just haven't gone upstairs and tried it today. Oh. They make them for the 70 and the 40 series. <laughs> That's my nickname in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they... Uh, they make them for the 40 and the 70, so I use it in both of those. And uh, my snakes, that's where they seem to stay most of the time. Yeah, I like it. And then it just you put a little adhesive Velcro on it, and it's removable from the rack. It's very easy to take out. the tub. Which was oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. And then I saw it, and I was like, okay, I didn't know it was a thing, but now I want it. <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, at the show this weekend, I got to hold a snake that I've never touched before. And it was officially the weirdest fucking snake I've ever held. Was it a scaleless ball python? It was not. So we're going to play. We'll play a game with two of you. Think of what would be the weirdest fucking feeling snake you could ever hold. An elephant trunk snake. Any guesses? I mean, I did the scaleless. It was an elephant trunk snake. It was? Yes. Yeah. My Fucking friend, weird. Yeah, they are. my friend has those, and you pull them out of the water, and they're like, flop. <laughs> like a couple bought a, a Sambo from me, and I was like, hey, what'd you buy? And they showed it to me, and there's an elephant trust. Like, I was like, can I touch it? And I took it out, and it's like holding a wet sock. It's the weirdest damn thing you've ever held. So my friend who works um, at the Memphis Zoo in the reptile section, he's taking care of a couple of them. So... 
if you have trouble with elephant trunk snakes, if whoever got them is listening, go to Carl Bing from the Memphis Zoo, and he can probably help you out because they are more difficult. Yeah, very weird. I saw weird ass snake. Yeah, you have to get like the tannin waters and stuff like that, and deal with pH and and then getting them feeding is a whole nother thing. But well, it was funny. The guy bought it, but his girlfriend or wife, whatever she was, she's a an, kind of an aquarium person. She bought a beta from Tony, who does the uh, herp show. Uh, Robert, have you ever seen Tony's betas at the herp shows? Okay, so are Tony's they phenomenal? Is, are they super cool? The most amazing. Like these are like fifty dollar, hundred and fifty dollar betas, um, in colors that you just had no idea fish came in. Uh, but she was holding one of his, and apparently she's an aquarium person. So he got this elephant trunk snake, and it's her job to help set it up because she does the aquarium <laughs> <so> stuff. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's one way to get the significant other <laughs> into it is get something that goes more in their type of enclosure than your type of enclosure. Yes, and like I said, I've never held one before. And I, I had to. I was like, I, I've got to hold this thing. And I they're, don't even know whose table had them, but they're, they're rough, cool. right? Yes. Okay. Because they, I remember when, um, when I've held them before, I feel like uh, I remember thinking of like shark skin, kind of how it has that rough texture to it. Yeah, and and I don't know how you tell if it's underweight. Seriously. I mean, because it's it's constantly flabby. But when it's in the water, they don't look super flabby. <laughs> but when you no, take them true. out, they do. <laughs> so guess yeah, what cool. my wife... That's awesome. My wife decided she wants cool this experience. weekend, April. <laughs> I saw yeah. pictures, so yeah, I think we're, I know. It looks like we're going to end up getting some... Uh, <laughs> what do you call them, James? Yeah. Ball sacks. Yeah, she carried... Some ball sacks. Yeah, she carried They're our awesome, friend Hayden right? at her... Her, I don't know, probably half-grown one up there this weekend, and my wife carried that thing around for like two hours each day. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Everyone wanted to fucking pet it. Everybody's like, I want to pet this. I'm like, ugh. She offered it to me. I did pet it. And They're it felt super weird. soft. No, I, I would touch the elephant trunk snake 500 more times than I'd touch that <laughs> damn ball sack. <laughs> I was telling James, I'm like, if I knew that mine would behave and be good, she, I'd bring She mine, had like a bubble backpack, like crazy. this plastic bubble with a fan in it. And he would ride around in the backpack until somebody <laughs> wanted to take him out. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, and she had a, she had a nice setup for him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wonder if I can find a picture. I was funny story. if I get like a, a closed in playpen that maybe they would like <laughs> be in there. <laughs> at, uh, so at the New Orleans show that you were at April, I remember Katie telling me they had to turn someone away because they wanted to come in with their pet chicken in one of those backpacks. Yes. And I saw pictures of them. Yes. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? First off, who brings food to the reptile show for the snakes? I mean, that's all you're doing is you're bringing packaged food. Well, same with the cat, too. That's food. That is true. And no hairballs. It's great. Yeah. yeah hey. <laughs> yeah, you know when you get like a, a snake poop that's all hair? <laughs> you won't have guess that. What his, <laughs> guess what his name is, uh, April? Rumple Foreskin. What is it? <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's his actual name. And, and she oh, created an it. OnlyFans <laughs> for him, too. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah, because yep. they like sprawl out, man. Yep. It's called they, they pose for you. <laughs> Rumble and Tumble Skins is his, uh, his only fans. That's, that's, that's wrong on so many different levels. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. The, the world is officially a shit show. Okay. <laughs> The things we do during a pandemic. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh Lordy, that's awesome though. I'm glad like, that that your wife has uh, fallen for them. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. I told her I said if you get one, you might as well get a pair. And if you find like a, a local ish breeder, hell yeah, especially because they are attention hoes. Like they really are. So if you guys, no, 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 no Robert. Or, no, Robert's thinking he needs a pair because if I'm going to pay this much for an animal, oh, yeah. I need to make my money back. Oh, oh yeah. like and start breeding, dude. Breeding the sphinx goes like way deeper than like breeding okay. snakes for sure. But you have to get them registered and talk about like they have heart disease problems, so you have to make sure it's it's expensive, dude. Yeah, she's just letting you know. Our friend, our friend told us, that we, <laughs> but yeah, if you do that, I'll get a baby. She said we need to start going to cat shows and meeting people, and I looked at my wife and I said, "You can go to those. I'll, yeah, I'll no. I'll stay at the reptile shows." Yeah, technically my cats are registered too, and I could do um, like neutered space shows with them, but I don't really feel like doing that. I can, I can do reptile show level weird per person. I cannot do cat <laughs> show level weird. I mean, if it's other <clears throat> naked cat people, I'd be down. But wait, wait, oh, sorry. Is it other people that are naked and own cats, or people that own naked cats? I mean, maybe I'd be down for that too. Like you know, weird things. <laughs> the, the, the swinger cat show. <sighs> yeah. But no, I was talking about the cats, but yeah. <laughs> so this weekend I also saw, um, so everybody's going to hate me for this, I guess, because it's not, it's not my thing. and They're cool, but everybody else, when I'd be like, yeah, they're okay. They're like, what's wrong with you? But they had Bell's Phase uh, monitors there. I saw a picture of that. I definitely saw it cool? and I was like, oh, look at that. That's fancy. I, Did, I was mean, it for I, sale or was it just there? Oh, they're for sale. They had, they had a bunch of them. Dude, what was the um, price tag on them? Just totally I have no crazy. idea, no clue because I don't, don't want to own a Bell's Face monitor. I know a couple years ago they were like ten thousand dollars. That's why I ask. <laughs> I don't. Under, I don't. I guess I don't know the history. We'll have to get a monitor person on to explain the history of why they cost so damn much. Okay, I'll, I'll try to work on that. I have a friend that has a lot of lizards because I know we got to keep get you know more lizard people than snake people because Sean said so. So. <laughs> So we'll get that going. <laughs> so that is Sean Gray, our other sponsor from Herb's Reptile Shows. Absolutely. We should definitely go to his reptile we have, shows. We have a bunch of I'm them. I'm excited to get to the next reptile show. Yeah. Let, me, let me run through them real quick because I've got – this is going to be the busiest I've ever been when it comes to reptile shows. So uh, I'm not doing Waco, Texas, but Waco, I Texas am. is October 10th and 11th. So that's – you have fun with that. Uh, I am doing Slidell, which me is too. October 24th and 25th. I cannot do that one because I will not be in state. Well, here. I won't be here. Won't be in the lower 48. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the next weekend, which is Halloween weekend, which should be fun, is the Beaumont, Texas show. Okay, so Beaumont happened because originally Lake Charles was planned for November 7th and 8th. And then obviously everyone knows what happened with Lake Charles. We can't have it there. And so the options were Beaumont or Lafayette, split the difference on either side. And all the vendors were like, yes. So they did both of them. So they're doing Beaumont, October 31st, November 1st. I also saw that Sean put... 
all the cats are we being talked disastrous. about yesterday. <laughs> you wondered if it was going to happen. You sure you want to make a cat? <laughs> um, but Sean posted for the show that is on the 31st and the 1st that he yes. needs the vendors to sign up and register because yes. they have not yet or not well, enough. They, they just something. released oh, that they were doing the show enough. on like Wednesday. Yes. Come to Beaumont. It's going to be. Oh, they... Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it'll fill up. That's And Beaumont hasn't had a show. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good one. Yeah. And then uh, the following weekend, November 7th and 8th, is Lafayette Show, which is an hour away from my house. So I'll be there. I think I can come to that one. I think. Come. You can crash here the night before, and then we'll go down there. Okay. Uh, and hang out there. Because I'm as much as it's only like an hour away, and yeah, I could drive every day, the fun of going to these shows is being around everybody. And I would hate to have to like, yeah, drive Yeah, I just did that night. this weekend. We drove, we sure. drove home Friday night. For an hour. Yeah, yeah. And like- we drove home Friday night that hour after eating dinner with you guys, and, and it sucked because then we had to get up at four thirty the next morning to drive back. I'm not doing that again. Mm. Fuck that. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> so that is the seventh and eighth, and the very next weekend is Stafford, Texas, which I'm not doing that one because I'd kill myself doing all these shows in a row. Like, like I don't make as much money as Robert does at these shows, so I can't do it. Uh, but Stafford, Texas, which is basically south. A version of Conroe. It's south of of Houston. That is the fourteenth, fifteenth. That's, from that's my house. Robert's home show. Dang, yes. that one you can't go home to. And then the the following weekend after that is the New Orleans show, which so I will the, be at twenty first, twenty first, twenty second. I'm gonna try to come. So that is New Orleans. Um, and then they the rest of the year. It, Goes, I mean, let's see, Austin, Texas, yeah, we have and Pueblo. Five shows in five weeks, but before that, there's a show a week before, and then there's only a week break after those five, and then we have two shows back to back. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Lafayette show, uh, just because uh, they've, they've never done Lafayette, and the only thing they've really had in Lafayette before are uh, Repticon tried to do these uh, Reptile Day or Reptiday or whatever, these one day shows. Um, and they tried it in Lafayette, and it was always just like it filled the smallest little tiny ballroom. And I wouldn't even call it a ballroom; it's like a half testicle room in a hotel. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a really terrible joke, but man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Lafayette. Plus, like I said, it's an hour away from home. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Memphis Me show in March. I will be doing that every one. single time. Absolutely. Are you going to that one too, Robert? Yep. Yeah. I'm so excited. we have to go do something fun that Saturday night because then we can go it's on actually Beale on my birthday. Stupid. So we'll uh we'll have to go do something that night. Okay. We'll I'm, go to Beale Street. Sounds good. Yeah. Just their slushies are way <laughs> stronger than you think. Okay. So just be careful. I'm just we, saying. <laughs> we can watch little kids tap dance with Coke cans on their feet. Really? What? Have you, have you ever been to Beale Street? I mean, yeah, I have, but I haven't seen kids tap dancing with Coke cans on their feet. Yeah, they'll take the little kids will take Coke cans, they'll crush them, and then like stick them to their feet with like tack their shoes with like tacks. A lot of times, I see the gymnastic the gymnastic guys. The guys flipping and running up and down. Yep, that's what I see mostly. That happens too. Yep. If anybody doesn't know what Beale Street is, it's like a poor man's Bourbon Street, I guess. Yeah, you could say that. But it's got barbecue on the end of it, so it smells yeah. good. 
It doesn't. It doesn't uh, smell. It doesn't smell like piss. So it's a little better than New Orleans. <laughs> you go to BB Kings. That's the place I go to most of the time. It's right on the corner. BB yeah, Kings. It's the, the, the place across from BB Kings. I can't remember what it's called. That place is really good. That's like Bluebird Cafe, maybe. No shit. That's somewhere else. That's in Nashville. Whatever. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can picture it, but I can't think of the name of it. It's a cafe something. Yeah, and then and then down the road is Rendezvous, which is pretty decent. And they have Coyote Ugly, which I haven't been in. I've so. been to one in Austin and one in yeah. New Orleans, and it's it's not great fun. I figured <laughs> that's why I haven't even been in one. I was like, meh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they don't even get fully naked nothing. there. What the hell? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for the Memphis one, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes away from my house, maybe 15 minutes. That'll be fun. I don't, I don't know how long that drive, the drive for me is so, going to suck, I'm sure, but oh well. So isn't it only like five hours or so? Is it? For me to get to, to get to New Orleans is five hours from my house. It's about nine and a half for me. I looked earlier. It's about nine and a half for me. What you earlier? Oh, Ooh. Pueblo is fourteen. Man. And uh, good lord. Yeah, I looked that up, and it was it was like eighteen or something for me. I'm like, yeah, yeah I can Alabama that. next year. Yeah, like maybe Gaston, I'll fly Alabama one next year. year. <laughs> That's like eleven and a half for me. Yeah, Gadsden is nine because my parents used to live just north of that, uh, like twenty minutes in Fort Payne. So I'm yeah, it's Alabama hours, tomorrow. It's six hours for me to get to Memphis. Okay, all right. That's not all bad. Right. I may take that Monday off then. There's no, I don't think. I have to leave my schedule. I wonder if we're working that Monday or Friday. It'd be nice if I was off. I got to figure out like which shows I want and see if I can work my schedule. Because if I do ten days in a row, like five on one week and then five in the other week, then I get two back to back three day weekends. So I'm like, hmm, how can I work this? <laughs> So, so the other thing too, April, for, for the uh, Memphis show next year, we're doing New Orleans the weekend before, and we're not coming home. We're mm-hmm. going to stay in New Orleans a couple of days, then come to Memphis and spend a few days there. So we'll be there for several days. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, well, you come visit, oh, you can yeah. see my collection and stuff. March when 13, so when's the Memphis show? The yeah. weekend after the New Orleans show. <laughs> March thirteenth and fourteenth. It was it. Thirteenth and fourteenth of March. Huh, I have zero days off in March, according to my school calendar. Looks like somebody's <laughs> taking days off in March. <laughs> yeah, the week before that is the New Orleans, so I don't know if I'm going to be doing that one also. Depends on how work goes and, and such, but we'll see. We'll see. Because I'm going to try to make it to as many of the, the Herp shows as I can, because I do like those shows. And then um, try to do maybe Tinley next October if if COVID goes away or, you know, whatever happens with the pandemic. And we yeah, can we have, have Arlington this weekend. Again. NARBC Arlington is this weekend. So at least they're still doing that one. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, so go to Arlington and buy snake racks. Oh, I'm not going to have to earn his money. Um, no, I'm going to do it next year. Oh, but uh, the tables are just a little too expensive for me right now, so uh, I'm going to wait. Especially being the week after Conroe, too I'm expensive. Wet. You're in the dome. Yeah, yeah, it costs a lot of money to make money. I'm just going to tell you that right now. 
Yeah. No kidding, yeah, I came home man. and paid bills today and <laughs> yeah, one I came home today tip. and paid bills and ordered plastic and tubs for the next couple of shows and there went everything I made this weekend. Yep. Man. I uh, live in the dream. Train. I've got these four shows coming up and I'm not actually gonna be selling snakes at them, I don't think. I'll be Does selling you even have a bio. table or no? Mm. I have two tables at all of them. But I have them under my Simply Bio, so I'll be selling like isopods and little isopod kits and Simply Bioactive and little bioactive kits and stuff. We're gonna have to so. talk with Sean and see if we can get like tables together when we vend together. We can. We. I. I, I know a guy. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I, I know a woman because it's not Sean. We have to talk to. Say. It's Sean. We'll just say go talk to Lori. We have to talk to. Because exactly. <laughs> John has no idea where tables are or any of that. Yeah. That's all, Lori. That's awesome. So let's look at the question we had for the week on our Facebook. It was, what was one misconception you had about reptiles or amphibians before you started keeping them? Because a lot of people, especially when you're like vending a show, you hear so many weird ass things. It's like, how the hell does anybody believe that? And like these are from people that are about to buy an animal. And you're like, oh. You really should have done some research. <laughs> but let's see what we had from people on here. Uh, LaVissa Ratliff said, I used to be terrified of snakes. She said, there's nothing scary about them as long as you respect them. Uh, there is a, yeah, there's that whole fear of the unknown. I think that's a big one for most people. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Darren Watson said that he thought constricting snakes placed their mouths over the prey mouth and suffocate them. Oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Darren, that's funny. <laughs> Oh. Just, just picture that. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> corn snake sneaking up on a mouse. Just you like, ever fed a hog kissing a live fuzzy? That's pretty much what they do. Yeah, some yeah, corn snakes too. <laughs> uh, Victor, Lo- uh, this up. Victor Loreno. Just like, I'm gonna call you Vic. Hey, Vic. Uh, said I was always told as a kid snakes were evil. Uh, that's definitely a thing in the South for sure. Uh, let's just go with the Bible Belt. Yeah, Serp- so it's more churchy areas. Serpents are evil. Yep. Okay, there's there's the devil. <laughs> the, the, the devil, you can't own the, the devil. Yep. Mom, mom, my mom said. Uh, Dominique De- Dominique DeFalco said the thing that was a misconception for her was that that she'd be able to have just one. I love that comment. I thought it was so funny. Because <laughs> that's and that, true. <laughs> and that's why Robert sold a bunch of yep. three tub racks this weekend. <laughs> yep. yep. I even sold a snake to somebody that bought a six tub. Done it. And they said, well, I only have five snakes. I said, well, I have some snakes on the table over here and ended up selling them a snake with a rack. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> what will it take to get me to put you into a new tub today? Oh, so like I, I imagine the way it works is someone came to the last Conroe, bought a ball python, and then Conroe came back around. They're like, "I want more ball pythons," and they're like, "I need somewhere to put them." And then there's Robert. Yep, and it, I got gotcha. you. It was a good yep, weekend. I there was, I think there were six of us there that were selling racks. And when I was walking around at the end of the day yesterday, it didn't look like anybody had anything left. I thought there were only no, like two were, and a half of y'all selling racks. Yeah, there were six different there tables six, that really? had racks on it. I know there was awesome. yeah, Joe was there cage with Venomproof and but and uh, a few others. 
I gotta have Joe on here at some point with the Venom Proof Cages. We talked about him before. And he has a new Arboreal Venom Proof Cage for mm-hmm. Arboreal Venom yeah. Snakes. Venomous Snakes. It is pretty cool. The hide is up top. Like, if you've ever seen, for anybody that had gone to Carpet Fest and saw in uh, Cody and Pia's place, uh, the hides in these Venom Proof Cages for the Arboreals are up top. And he also just got a new Western yeah. Ma, Green Mamba to go with it. Crazy, so too. I was, he was excited about I that. I picked up the pelvis and was looking at it yesterday, and that thing is different. I. I didn't even see it, but I've see, seen honestly, Westerns. They scare me because they're really fast. Yes. So I'm just like, uh, you can tell you, that that's all just... you, buddy. But if you use the great, <clears throat> the cage and how that's uh, yeah. designed and whatnot. He, he's taking it home. To He wants to see right? if they're smart enough to learn what the food door is because he has some monocles in a couple of them. And he said they're starting to learn what the food door is. And he thinks the Green Mambas are going to figure it out instantly. See, I don't need smart snakes. <laughs> I want I dumb snakes. I think I think the snakes are a little bit smarter than we give them credit for, even ball pythons. I don't uh that's overstepping, I think. I don't think so. I really don't. I mean it is still a ball python. Somebody this weekend expressed to me that So what is yeah, this comment about you about getting ball say. pythons, Jane? <laughs> 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 I, I did i said what happened was <laughs> mm-hmm. no but i i did say that i have been leaning toward, but i had a lot i've said i've wanted a banana mm-hmm. pie for a while this uh, is true you did say if you were to get anything it'd be banana pie mm-hmm. and the and the problem is every time i vend connor literally pretty much every time i vend any show i'm next to a ball python person that has time, banana pie they did, he did have banana pies, but every time I vent Conroe, I'm next to yeah, uh, Matt Snake kid. Eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, Snake, snake Eyes, Matt Nanya. You know Robert. Yeah, uh, and they're he, right up the road from me. Yeah, yeah, and he's got amazing stuff, and so I'm sitting there the whole time, and he had, like all the albino and like banana and pie stuff, like on the end where I was. It's like I could get some of that stuff and try my hand at eggs. You have an incubator, but. I don't know. It's no time soon. I've got too many other things I want to buy, but I have thought I do have an incubator. It just sits there and does nothing. So uh, you you should put it to use. I should, but it's not. I'm just going to give him soon. a couple of. We <laughs> have to do it. I don't like. I, I, I was talking. <laughs> well, I was talking yeah, to Matt, right. and I told him I was like, you know, the more it is now, like there are more ball python morphs now that look different than a normal ball python and so now i'm like oh, those are cool but for a long time i guess and i said before i could not stand it like mojave doesn't do anything for me and i get it it gives you a white snake if you breed it to another mojave but you still have to own a mojave and to me they don't yeah, look good they look like just a yeah. different ball python but then like bananas and albinos and you start mixing like yeah well, it means, it means like some of the like the and the, the pattern blo- is the same. The clown stuff and with I like love clown stuff and all that and puzzle stuff. Right. I I figured out I like puzzle and I like clown and apparently I like leopard and blades put I, together. Uh, I, I joined. The, <laughs> Who knew? I had I joined no the idea. puzzle project this weekend, April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, what I'm going to do, James, is when your daughter walks by my table mm. next time, I'm just going to give her a snake. All right, is that recessive or codom? I don't know. The uh, puzzle is recessive. <laughs> I know she will. She'll take it too. So I did promise her okay. that I would talk about something tonight. Then, then you better give her something cool because it's gonna come. 
Yeah. She oh, had true. an idea that she, she wants to do a what kid's reptile podcast. Her and uh, who who else was it? Mm. Jason. I mean, James. Who was the other? It was it was her. What? It was her and Tracy's daughter. My my partner was Simply Bio. She also has Simply Southern Crafted. She makes like if you've ever been to a Herp show, she's the T-shirt person. Uh, but her and her daughter, uh, my my daughter, her daughter, and then mm-hmm. uh, your son, my ten-year-old, is wanted like a genetics wizard. Dude, y'all should do that. Like, even if it's just like like once a month, that would be cool. Yeah, see, see, April, here's what you'll understand because you don't have kids. No, they it have, would be they, you guys doing it. I understand. They have, they have these ideas. <laughs> And then, like an hour later, there's other ideas, and they yeah. forgot they had those ideas. So, like, I told my daughter, I was like, sure, I'll do it if you plan it out and tell me exactly how you want to do it, and then we may do it. Maybe so. even if they do, like, a couple of them, just, like, in one weekend, yeah. so it's, like, She even focused, asked you to sponsor you know? it. <laughs> and True. then you can spread it out a little bit. Yeah, she even asked. Yeah. yeah. No, look oh, at her. Table several times. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, so funny. That's, that, that's funny that's right hey at least she knows she needs money <laughs> oh that's so good you know why because i told her i was like well it's gonna cost you money to be able to post that online and do all this stuff that's, that's why that's i can't that's why she did that so that's we'll so see t- we may put something together and, and have all our kids talk reptiles and yeah and I'll put it on I'll here s- too and i'll sit there and cringe in the background and try not to interrupt you the whole time I think it'd be absolutely darling. <sighs> yeah, my, my son, smart man. He he goes oh, from table to table. He he's not come home from a show without somebody giving him something for free because he likes he, he knows the genetics and the breeders are impressed. He got a hypo Everglades rat snake this weekend given to him for free. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. He also. Just because he's yeah, smart he and enthusiastic, his huh? Own, his own Sinaloa milk awesome. snake he's been wanting for a while. He saved up his money. So he uh, he came home with a handful this weekend. That's really cool. Yay. Getting the young ones into it. Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> More work for me. Yep, that's true. No, but we I, we may do that. Like I said, she's got a uh, – any other parent understands. She's – She's going to have to do the work. I'm not doing the work because I do have a corn snake now that I take care of because she went around a show and someone made her a deal and I ended up having to buy it. I'm so curious how long the boyfriend's ball python is going to be his ball python and, and wait. Like, I'm very curious how long until it's, it's going to be, be my ball it's python. It's going to be your ball python. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very curious as to how long that's going to take. He's still He's still struggling with making a cage for it and it's the... It's it's very endearing and it's funny and also very trying of my patience with all the questions. But yeah, he's uh, making this huge ass cage for this ball python and it's quite amusing. Like, I don't know, I just it seems like for someone who wanted this thing to be able to show off a snake and this and that, a ball python may have not have been the way to get. I know it's really funny too because he was like, "Yeah, I I think you gave me enough bedding, or I can put you know a good amount in." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I totally gave you enough. Like you're good. I gave him a whole big block of the like cocoa fiber or something. I'm like, you are good. You have bedding for days." And I'm like, "But what if he like starts hiding in them now?" And he goes, "Yeah, he did that yesterday. He went and That's hid." And I was do. like, "Oh, <laughs> here it goes." It was so funny. Yep, it's so funny. 
but he gets them out all the time though and you know they chill on the bed and the couch together i'm like this is this you really actually like this snake don't you <laughs> it's a banana so, right and then he said say that from someone who was afraid of snakes before yes banana and cheese spider so is it banana bee i don't i don't know the terminology exactly i don't know what makes it a banana bee other than Anything banana that, spider anytime you hear bee thing, that means it has spider thing. in it kill it I know that, but Good. could you call it banana spider? I know, and it's I'm the same it thing as banana bee. Well, because because like, like kill, <laughs> That's what I don't know. Because like killer bee is spider, and a banana bee is just banana spider. Maybe. Okay, and then it's possibly has some enchi in there, but he wasn't a hundred percent sure. So, but I mean, I don't, I don't care. So it's a it's a yellow wobbly ball python. It's not wobbly, actually. Give it time. Yeah, you know some of them show it more than others, but so far he's been okay. So we'll see. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what that call is going to be like. <laughs> what, what happened to my snake? Yeah. He can't hold his head straight. Yeah, and then I'll tell him and be like, "You gave me a fucked up snake." I'm like what? <laughs> I can just see it happening. Has he now. Already, he's already fed it at least once, right? <clears throat> yeah he's fed it a good couple times and it hasn't and I, done I, anything not weird it all, yet then. so yeah who knows that's what i'm thinking we'll see we'll see it's there it'll show it one of these days stupid ball pythons hey i should get a ball python. you should you should get a few a couple dozen <sighs> i mean i'll give you a hard time about it because you give yeah, do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I still don't understand how, like, I, I, I mean, I get it why so many people come in, in and out of the hobby selling ball pythons. Just because if you go to a show, the only way you're really going to make money off of ball pythons isn't selling at a show. You have to have the quality stuff to have sold prior to the show. And then you're just there to get your name out and sell a couple to pay for the tables while you're there. Uh, yeah, and you have to have, like, all levels, too. You have to have, I would say. I, I would say that you have to have... No, they, a lot of them will wholesale. Yeah, they don't even want to feed the wholesale stuff if they don't have to. I don't really... I don't personally fully agree with that, but... I, I Yeah, I don't really agree with that, but... That's just because I come... Uh, I'm, I'm not in the ball python ball world like that. Yeah, I'm not in the ball python world like that. I don't agree with that aspect of it, but... but you're, I, also, I, you're also not your soul living isn't off of breeding snakes. So I, that's the thing I think. So talk, I, all right. And this is where people are going to, if anybody's listening, gets upset with this, you're probably someone I don't want you to listen anyways. Uh, I told talking to Matt, I really liked him because I've met a lot of ball Python people that I'm just like, are definitely in it. They bought, they, they went out and they bought a bunch of ball pythons. They didn't buy a pet and then slowly become a ball Python breeder. They had, you know, $6,000 and they went out and bought $6,000 worth of ball pythons. And then all of a sudden overnight became a ball python breeder. And so they don't actually have the same respect for the snake that someone who owned pets prior to going, you know what? I'm going to become a breeder. And, uh, and talking to Matt, a snake guy's like, he's a snake person who breeds ball pythons. He's not a breed, you know, like a person with money who breeds ball pythons. They have some short tails and too. Kevin, so Kevin, that was on the other side of them at KDF. He's the same way. He was a, he was the snake guy the who snake. became a ball python breeder and is very successful at it. 
And I do understand too, like when you like wholesale them very early on, it's because if you are doing it for business, a mouth to feed is an extra mouth to feed. And that's money that you're spending. Especially when it's like, you know, 300 babies, 400 babies. Yeah. And that's a lot of mouths. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if it's something that you're going to sell for 20 bucks. Like just FYI, for anyone who doesn't breed, it gets expensive really fast. It does. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. You're going to put that much food in it just to get it started. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and like I said last week, I I know I shit on ball pythons. I do it all the time. It's not the species itself, as much as they aren't my thing. I find them. There's tons of species I find boring. But it's the people that really ruined it for me. They make it like I, I, I hate the whole thing because of the way certain people are. And there are certain species species that don't that don't get those kinds of people. Like the short tails, y'all don't really have those kinds of people. There's no one like you know what I'm going to make millions off of short tails. No, they think that until they realize it takes four years to get them to breeding age and size. Yeah, until until they realize all oh, this thing's biting me, or it's taking forever to raise it, or oh my god, what's wrong with these babies? Like it's. You've got to be a short tail person to enjoy short tails. So, I like short tails. That's because you're weird. Yeah, this is definitely yeah, true. There, there are some breeders oh, out there though. that I know that I wouldn't buy a snake from just because uh, I don't like their business mm-hmm. ethics and the fact that it is just a business for them. They don't care about the animal. But there's people like you said, like Matt and like um, Matt and Anya and like Kevin, KDF, and Bryce that has uh, SMS morphs. Um, three, three of the ones that do every herp show, yeah. those guys are, are, uh, they love their animals. You can tell everything's well taken care of and the animals I've bought from all three of them have always been healthy and eat, but I've seen others that it looks like they just came out of the egg and probably haven't even had their first meal. Usually you don't ever see that at a herp show, but I've seen it at other shows. Well, and, and the difference between those breeders you just said and the ones that don't end up making it long-term, but we've all seen them at shows is that the guys you named went and bought quality animals, raised quality animals, bred quality animals, held back quality animals, bred quality. I mean, and, and it kept going. Whereas the other guys went out and bought whatever shitty breeder female someone had left over. They no longer wanted in their project or the cheapest one. Cause it was ugly. And they're like, see, I'm a breeder too. Like, well, not really. I mean, you're not doing any work. There's no, there was no really like planning. Your end game was, it's like, so have you ever seen the South Park episode with the underpants gnomes? Nope. So the underpants gnomes, they steal your underpants. And so here's the, here's their game, their, their business plan. Step one, steal underpants. Step two, (laughs) step three, (laughs) make money. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is the majority of people that want to like buy ball pythons and start breeding on. Step one, buy ball pythons. Step two, yeah. Three, make money. You're missing the key step of what what was your plan? Like, you can't just go. I'm just going to breed these together, and make money because if you're buying someone's shitty leftovers, yeah. they're already. I, three I steps can't tell ahead you how many times I get this message. Hey, do you have any adult breeder? I got it three times today. Do you have any adult breeder females for sale? I don't even answer it. I've got to where I don't even answer those people because go buy babies, raise them up like the rest of us did. Then produce your snakes and go from there. All these people are trying to flood the market or tried to buy every day in every ball Python group on Facebook. It's anybody got any breeder females for sale and it's never anything good. I, I don't, I don't get it. 
and, and I've bought adult female Samboas. I did it. I, I did that purely because I've done shows and people are like they just want a pet Samboa, just a rip, and I didn't have enough babies because one litter and I'm out in no time. So I went out and bought a bunch of females. But that's not my my plan. My long term plans. Those are they pay for the table at a weekend. Yeah. My my genetics plans are completely different. I, I'm very picky about what genes and what look I want on the snake that I get and who I get it from. And so I think that's what, you know, I said for a long time with boas, everybody talked, they shit on calls uh albino boas because they said they, they faded in color. And that's because people started off with that business plan is get the albino boa, breed it to whatever and make albino boas. I'm like, yeah, but it's still shit looking snake. Like, I don't know. You, yeah, I mean, I have, so well, and when when people sell no. stuff, they're not going to sell you their best stuff, too. No. <laughs> and then any time I've gotten an adult is because you know, I knew someone, you know, that something happened in their life or, you know, something big happened and then they were getting rid of them. I, that, I say that like getting rid is a terrible term, but, yeah. you know, they had to rehome them for whatever reason. But that's like really the only time. Well, I was like, uh, my friend Tracy, she had to sell her, she had a, an adult bull snake. She had to sell this weekend because they're moving to Colorado tomorrow and you can't own bull snakes to Colorado. Um, I have almost bought that snake about so six she had to different sell her times. Adult, which sucked, but. <laughs> <laughs> She's had Why haven't you yet? I don't know. He, he. He's Some beautiful. He's like head white side and head red, and he's an awesome snake. I just never pulled the trigger. I don't know why. Yeah, I think, he went this weekend. Same oh, person that bought good. him bought I a sample. He would. But, yeah, that's my, my ball python weekly soapbox. Speaking of a weekly thing, uh, I did post a question. I said, uh, I said, okay, guys, I'm thinking about adding some sort of weekly segment. But as with everything on our podcast, I want everybody's input. So does anybody have an idea of a weekly segment you would like to hear? And it's still open. If anybody's here listening to this, go and hit me up. Tell me if there's anything weekly you would like to hear. Because I'd like to do something, uh, add something to it. But there were a couple of, of uh, I liked Scott Iper's What Grinds My Gears. <laughs> and I, I liked your, your wife's response to that as well. Yeah, I've already been on my soapbox. So, well, grinds my gears. Ball pythons. Every week is just going to be what grinds my gears. Ball pythons. <laughs> well, uh, um, and then Reggie Raven said, what went wrong? So he said, a chance for people to share the bad bits, maybe electrical fault, something someone did, bad experience worth sharing. Says we know that we talked about it before, uh, but he says there's so much that people don't share. Uh, some of it, people are afraid of the blowback. We talked about, about that before, you know, mm-hmm. afraid to say the negatives because people may not want to buy it from you. But we've we've told our fuck ups. I know you've talked about your issue you had before with your your snakes, mm-hmm. um, and so that's a that's a good one. And that's probably something we'll probably bring bring back again every now and then. I'll I'll probably put that question out there every now and then. You know, what what's gone wrong? Something that other people need to know. Um, I think that's a vitally important thing that doesn't get done in the hobby enough. So I like that one. And then I saw um, like uh, to feature listeners enclosures that was darren yeah darren yeah. wants to said uh highlight listeners enclosures listeners could post pics and videos on our facebook page each week and we could pick one with phenomenal husbandry great enrichment and maybe some custom designs uh that would be cool i would like to see some of these really awesome cool designs so that brings me up to one cage i saw this weekend one of the cage builders there who i kind of put 
I kind of put them in their own category, kind of the same way I do with Venom Proof Cages. They're they're not really a to me they're not really a cage manufacturer. They're their own little niche. Uh, Focus Cube was there, and our buddy Joe Phelan has a couple of the Focus Cubes. Uh, if you've ever seen the Focus Cube cages, they're the really like crazy. It looks like Saved by the Bell. They have the splatter paint on them and <laughs> different colors. And so Sean from the Herbert Reptile shows had to build him a really nice, probably three foot tall one uh, for his leeches. And it's got the splatter purple and green, which are the Herbs colors on it. And it's got uh, side windows. And then it's got this border on one side and the purple and border on the other side and green. I don't know if you saw it, Robert, but it was awesome looking. That sounds cool. I want to do side windows for um, my bearded dragon because I want to put his cage in my living room. But I also want to be able to see him when I'm not in like the living room straight on. So I want to put side windows. The focus cube cages are really cool. They put side windows in there. So I just those I had to throw that out there that those are really neat cages. Oh, yeah. If you have a chance to They're see those in person, nice. go look at them. I'm gonna look them up right now. Yeah, they're they're not like I said, I put them in their own category. They're not a four by two black PVC cage. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm staring at four of them in my room right now. But if you're like, I want a cage to put in my living room to put whatever it is in as a showpiece then I think those focus cube cages are really the way to go. Are they fancy? They are fancy. So, oh, um, I went down the I'm rabbit hole the looking thing. at them. <laughs> I know, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> I got really quiet, so I was like, you're not going <laughs> so Everyone out there that's listening, uh, just take your time. Pull your phone. Go look at <laughs> cubedhabitats.com. Uh, yes, join us in looking at you can, you can be just like us right now, looking at these awesome focus cubes. It is really uh, cool, though. Isn't it? Like, they've got, they've got pictures of all the black ones. Those are fine, too. But why would you do black when you can get the colored ones uh, with all the splatter paint and everything on them? And I, I, I saw Joe's. He put like the LED lights inside of it. It looked like a rave was going on. And his... <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a picture of Sean's. They have it on there. So if you if you if you go to Focus Cube Habitats and you look at their arboreal ones on page two, it's called the Monolith Extra Large, twenty four by twenty four by thirty six. Uh, and it's got like this green outline on one side window, but what you can't see is the same outline as purple on the other side. Is that the green and purple splatter paint? Yes. Yeah, that's that cool. That, that, that's that's Sean's oh, yeah. leechy case. That's, he just oh, got very neat. Very very so, cool. Us explaining pictures on our radio. That's right. Hey, we're so, not the only people that do that. So that is true. They have a display so, for roaches. Did you see that? No, they have an envelope. Look at that too. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh. They, they, awesome. they, I don't know if they ever went through with it. They were trying out one at one point made out of like cutting board. That's material. what the um, hmm. that's what the Venomproof cages are made out of. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, is that the same stuff? It's yes, thick. it's heavy too. That's, that's why we don't thick. use it for racks. Yeah, but I definitely like it for Absolutely. making sure that my venomous snake doesn't get out. <laughs> Where did I? Go? How did I not? Okay, I went. I wanted to click on infrared. There's we go. Invertebrate. As I walk everybody through what I'm doing, I don't see. Where do you see a roach cage? I just clicked on one of the posts and then went through the pictures. I don't know. Oh, I'm on the website. 
Oh, I'm on Facebook. Oh, this exoskeleton cage is kind of cool. Including the top. It's like yeah. windows all around. Yeah. So oh, they have a little sling one. I, I have seen this one before. It's a small one for slings. That's cool. It's like 50 bucks. It's got the splatter paint on it. It's got the little windows all the way around it, a window on top. That's cool. Hey, hey, Focus Cubed, if y'all are listening, uh, <laughs> I'd like a deal on a cage. You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really neat. Oh, speaking of slings, there was one breeder there today of spiders, or yesterday of spiders, that was awesome. It was a whole table of jumping spiders. Oh, man. One of the girls I work with would love that. He had if I was huge... there, I would have texted her and be like, do you want me to grab one? <laughs> he had huge jumping spiders. I was like, oh, I didn't get one, but I, I've got to it some because I, I love jumping spiders. But he sold a lot. I'd see him come by and look at our little habitats, and they're all carrying his little tiny spider cups. So I'm like, yep, they got a jumping spider. That's so cool. I want to get um, a tarantula again. So I'm, I'm going to be on the lookout for a tarantula. I'm excited. What kind of tarantula because, do you want? Um, oh gosh, it's not. It's it used to be uh, one of those a, one of those eight legged ones. Yeah, it used to be a a versicolor, and I think it's now a a c versicolor. I think I think it changed scientific names. I think so. It went, it went from an a cup to a c cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's the one that has like um, a greenish, bluish body, and then kind of pink legs. It's one of the pink toes, or it used to be oh, one oh, of the pink toes. I like toes. pink toes. Yeah, I love the pink toes. Um, it's definitely climb, an arboreal one. Yeah, they climb, so they're cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't—they um, do web a lot, which is awesome too. Um, as long as they don't web your door shut, because that happened before. And I, every time I'd open the door, it would like ruin their web, and I felt so bad. But it's like I need to feed you. Um, but yeah, I, I used to have so many tarantulas, and then I got evicted from my apartment, and was like, well, it's going to be hard enough finding someone that will take me in with a bunch of snakes. So I went ahead and sold all of them, and just haven't got them since. And I kind of got permission, kind of, from my boyfriend to get one. And I say kind of because he did the. I don't care what you. I don't care what you get. And I'm like, oh, but you do though. So if I had a spider, you would care. But yeah, I he, bring he home a that, so. I've had a Goliath before, actually. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. They're, they're cool, but I don't want a giant pissy-ass spider. It's not very purdy, um, like coloring-wise. No, yeah, it, exactly. It's just big. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to I'm gonna get one. I'm kind of excited about it. And I already have a cage for it, and it's all decorated out. I'm or you could just buy a focus cube for it. I could. I'm still, I'm honestly still looking through their stuff <laughs> they got really cool stuff like i said they, they really the, do. i don't put them in the same categories all the cage guys just because it's it's definitely different it's not it's not your typical Ooh. yeah they, they make a cage yeah it's just yeah, like a little a bit of added neat, detail a niche product there and I, I like to see people be successful with a product like that yeah, and the way they see and see the, the the windows in there, and they do the inlays on the windows, because I looked at them in person, and the, it's just there's a lot of detail that the picture doesn't really show. But so that's that's enough free press for Focus Cube. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things from our listeners this week. Uh, this one was kind of interesting. So Ryan Gosler posted an article. It was about a humpback whale that has swam up into a crocodile-infested river. In Australia, 
it actually went like 18 and a half miles up into this river. It's the first time it's ever happened. A group of humpback whales were traveling south, and they went off into an estuary. A couple of them smarted up and turned around, and one of them didn't. And Mm -hmm. it's like still up in this river as of the article, and they're trying to figure out how to... They've like cut off boat traffic to the river to try and get this thing to turn around and leave. Um, but I think it says like 54 feet long. So I don't think crocodiles are its biggest concern. They're worried like crocodiles, like if it gets stranded and the crocodiles are eating it while it's stranded. But I mean, this thing is 50 something foot long. It's, it's a little bigger than the crocodiles. So, so, so what happened? It's still, the last time I saw it, it's still there. They're, they're trying to figure out ways to get it out. That maybe bring boats from the backside and try to scare it out back out in the ocean. Uh, or use other humpback whale calls yeah. to bring it out there. That's funny that it's in fall. the East Alligator River in Australia where they don't have alligators. Yeah. So, there's a humpback whale who doesn't know how to how to swim. I was going to say how to hump, but... <laughs> <laughs> like the first thing to... Well, like, like, hump himself. <laughs> hmm. uh, and Dallas Rua posted a picture of a eight plus foot alligator in like some neighborhood of in Gulf Shores after Sally well during Sally like got blown up in there um and he was just kind of talking about how like how animals really get displaced uh from storms and so that was really interesting you know I guess it's interesting I, I live in Louisiana so I would just be like yeah it's an alligator I don't it belong it, like they, they just show up in every neighborhood if it were to flood but uh that's really cool and then you think about like the Burmese pythons, you know, a hurricane. And there's people on both sides argue that, that this is how it happened and how it didn't happen. But it makes sense if you look at the timeline that Hurricane Andrew is the reason that most of those Burmese pythons are out there um, leveling whole facilities and throwing them out to the Everglades. Yep. Are you still clicking on stuff on their website? Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm also paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, me. <laughs> So that was just, it was, a, it was an interesting, like, security, like, uh, someone's big camera on the side of their house that got this big old alligator just sitting in the middle of the neighborhood. Um, and then Mike Cameron, so, oh, he posted a locality boa constrictors morphs video from uh, Brian's Boas, and I've watched Brian's Boas. It's got a lot of really good information. Uh, he does a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of locality stuff. Locality stuff doesn't do it for me in Boas, though. Like, I know, I know people out there are like, well, they're better than morphs. Not for me. They're just not like they can be for you. That's cool. They just don't do it for me. I get that. I support you. I I like bright colors. I'm I'm a child, and I can get easily distracted by bright colors. For me, it's light. I get distracted by light, (laughs) like a moth. And and shiny brand new cages with splatter paint on the side of them. Yeah, I like the carbon fiber look too. They have a carbon fiber. I'm not going. I'm not holding it back up like that. No, I'm doing that. All right, uh, but so that is okay. That's one thing I think that we need to get rid of in the hobby is this whole superiority. Except for ball pythons, they suck. But but everything else, the there's really seems to be this, and and Brian talks about it in this video. This uh, well, you should like localities and not morphs, or you should like morphs and localities are ugly. And I'm like, how about we just like, you can like whatever the fuck you want to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was watching um, Dave Kaufman video earlier on garter snakes, and garter snakes. I think garter snakes look really cool, 
but I can't help but see a picture of a garter snake and not automatically smell in my head what that <laughs> thing smells like when it must. Like I, I, oh, I know the smell, good. and I'm like, I, I can't do that. And I'm looking at the room. He's in this guy's room that's just wall to wall garter snakes, and all I can think is, God, that room has got to smell horrible. Because if no one's ever been mussed on by a garter snake, yeah. try it. Just try it. Go ahead. I did a research project on their musk. And it's so I had before. to I had to like extract musk from them like every other day. It was fun. It's easy to extract musk from them. You just pick them up. They'll gladly give you some. They got used to me after a while and then didn't want to give me as much. <laughs> give me your juice. Yeah. So we had like a set amount that we were, you know, using to experiment with and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like we were trying to figure out what it was like used for exactly. If it was a trail thing, if it was get predators away, whatever. For making me want to puke. Yeah. Not want to eat anything with my hands for the rest of the day. Right, so the first time we go to do this experiment, they gave us a lot. So that's like the amount that we based our study off of. And then towards the end, we couldn't get that amount. And it just, you know, invalidated all of what we were doing. So it's kind of a annoyance. But yeah, they do get used to you and don't musk as much. Yeah. You know what's worse, though? Anaconda musk. That's really bad. Yeah. Water anything in Rodeo is terrible. So Which sucks because there's, really, there's some really pretty Nerodia. But it's not pretty enough for me to deal with it getting bit or smelling like that. Like, I, I hear love, ya. I love broadbanded uh, water snakes, but I don't want to smell like that. So, but I back to the. I, I think we need to chill with the let everybody like what the fuck they want to like, and just because they like it doesn't mean yours is less cool because they think theirs is cool. Again, with the caveat. Except for ball pythons, I think we can all agree they suck. I, I do not agree with that. No. I, no. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm the only one. I feel like y'all just don't realize what I said. <laughs> ball python sucks. But I have about forty of them. Speaking of ball pythons, yeah, I need to get a ball python. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's like I said. That's I. I was. I've got to quit saying how much I hate ball pythons. I I want to talk to people. I know they've got to think I'm an ass, and I am an ass, and I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't hate the snake. <laughs> I just hate the people. People suck. Um, and Zach Canada is a uh, like two weeks behind on our podcast apparently because he posted an article about artificial insemination in corn snakes, which we talked about with Travis, uh, and we talked about how fucking ridiculous expensive it would probably be just imagine your thousand dollar ball python now imagine your thousand dollar ball python if it was artificially inseminated and it's now a ten thousand dollar ball python like i don't know how much it would cost but it is you gotta imagine it's gonna be expensive as hell wouldn't you have like stud snakes and stuff too like that would bring that into it right but, Am I wrong? but, that's, not, but that's not artificial insemination that's just breeding <clears throat> artificial the whole process of artificial of having the, the collecting yeah, that's expensive. what I'm saying. Because then you could do like stud fees on your snakes, on your male snakes. You you could, but just imagine the like. It's not even the thing about uh, British like English bulldogs, right? English bulldogs are <laughs> yeah. so retarded they can't breed, so we have to artificially inseminate, and then they have to go through C sections because they they're so retarded their body can't give birth because they're hips. And then you look at look at the price of a. There's so many things wrong with that damn dog, and don't get me wrong, I love them. They're adorable, and I grew up a Mississippi State Bulldogs fan, so I love them. But they can't breathe, they can't have sex, they can't give birth, they can't, their hips fall apart, 
and yet we charge outrageous amounts because they have to go through all the artificial insemination and all the C-section, all the, the medical stuff to be able to do them. It's just, and that's what would happen to snakes. You would see someone go, well, it's, it's an artificially inseminated ball python, so it's an extra $2,000. It depends on how easy it would be to do it. It's not. According to Travis, it's not super easy. So then, yeah, it would be super expensive. Super yeah. duper. Super duper. I mean, I, I see, I definitely see the validity of using it, like Travis said, in the case of science doing it to try and repopulate an area with their own DNA, with their own genetics. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see the financial viability of it in breeding snakes for profit. Especially like ball pythons, because come on, who are we kidding? Put them in a shoebox, shove them in the closet, they'll do the business. It's not, it's, it's literally got to be the easiest snake to breed. I mean, trust me, I've seen certain people at shows that have been able to breed them. It can't be that hard. Oh my gosh. That's a diss what? to certain people, isn't it? But they're not listening. <laughs> those, those people aren't smart enough to figure out how podcasts work. I mean, they chose ball pythons for Jesus Christ. So. We're good. <laughs> I love like someone's going to tune into this for the first time and go, he really fucking hates ball pythons. Yeah. It's just, it's an easy target. And I mean, there's only like 70 tables at they a show with them on there. Right. So. <clears throat> or something yeah. really wrong. I still, like I said, I still don't know how, I mean, I guess I do know. They're not making any money at a show. That's, that's one thing. I, I think, one big misconception is when people walk into a show and they see these ball python tables with all these ball pythons, they go, look at all this money. I'm like, that's not really where they made the money. They made the money a month ago when they sold them, sold all the really expensive yeah. ones. Like, Yeah, this, a lot of the this is what they have breeders left. that I'm friends with, their stuff is sold the minute it comes out of the egg. Yeah. That's and crazy. So, I wish. That's like dream. <laughs> but that also comes with like a name as well. Like, like no one's just buying a straight out of the egg from Joe Blow, who right. happened to have one clutch of banana whatevers. Yeah. And, but but that guy who did that thinks, well, if it goes back to the whole Justin Kabilka thing, you know, well, if Justin Kabilka can do it, I can do it. Justin's been doing it for 20 something no. years. It's a little different. Not, <laughs> the, the, like I said, I've always said, I'm amazed at his ability oh, yeah. to set the price in the market. You know, so. Ball pythons. Ugh. Travis Wyman posted a thing on kookery snakes. Go back to Travis again. Uh, Travis has those weird-ass kookery snakes with their big old dagger-like teeth that stick out of their mouth. And he's talked about them using them to cut eggs open. But he posted an article where they found the kookery snakes were using their teeth to cut toads open and then dig in and eat their organs from the inside. Well, that's gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super savage. <laughs> and and, and some, they, someone hinted at it that it was like so they could bypass the venom gl- or the poison glands and the toads. But then someone in the comment section said that, that same article talks about how they eat baby toads, smaller ones. And so obviously the venom doesn't hurt them or the poison, not venom, the poison doesn't hurt them there. So uh, maybe it's just because they like, maybe they're fucked up and they just like slicing the animals open. Yeah. <laughs> They're Maybe that if, savage. If anybody's ever watched Shark Week and they talk about all the uh, the great white sharks in South Africa that were showing up with giant sides ripped open and just their livers eaten, and they realized it was like two great white, it was two orcas 
that were just eating the livers out of these things mm-hmm. and then like saying fuck the rest of the body. That's that that's kookery snakes. They're like, we're just gonna eat this and then fuck the rest of the body. We don't want the rest of that. I remember at one of the uh, I think it was I don't remember what show it was at, but it was a US ARC auction and um they had some up for auction. And you know how if you ever been to one of the auctions, they take them out and like show them and stuff like that. There was a lot of people getting bit showing those ones. So those are yeah. kind of amazing. I'll pass on that. <laughs> yeah, I think Phil got bit pretty good. <laughs> At the time, I didn't really know what they were, too. So I was like, what? What are we talking about? That that, that in no way is fun. I did buy one thing this weekend. Well, technically, I bought two things. Uh, someone I'm super sent- excited for the, the thing that you bought for yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I did buy. So if anybody's ever seen the fish hooks that go on 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 hats like the guys will get it it goes on the bill of their hat it's a little fish hook and you know whatever and i love fishing but i but i'm not redneck enough to wear a hook on my hat (laughs) one of the vendors has started making little clip-on snake hooks that go on your hat and i was like yeah i've got to have that and i bought one who what Uh, vendor was that because that's amazing and you all have to buy it was it it, it high scale i think it's high scale i I suck at this i don't ever look at the vendors names it's so cute. It's like the cutest little thing ever. Oh, it was yeah. hail the scale. It was hail the scale. Um, but he uh he had them in like bronze and in silver and with red. Like he even put the heat shrink on there to look like a handle, uh, <laughs> and it clips right on. So yeah, I bought that. That was my, that was my one purchase. I went to a reptile show and bought a uh, little. That's all you bought this weekend. My hat. Yep, which is awesome. Well, that's all I bought for me, and then someone sent me some money to buy them a book. <laughs> Guess what the book was about? Uh, he's talking about me. I sent him money. <laughs> so I sent a picture to April to make her jealous because Tra- Tracy Barker Tracy Barker wasn't there because of COVID, and she's trying to stay away from that, and I fully understand that. But she did bring send her animals and all her stuff, so I sent pictures to, Tra- to uh, April to make her jealous of all of Tracy's bloods and everything that were on the table. It worked. And, I was jealous. And in the background was a book. On ball pythons, and so yeah, the ball python book is amazing, and I don't have a copy of it. You do now. It's at my house. So So now, now you have to come to a show so you can get it because I don't know how much it would cost to ship, but I imagine it's a ton. Because I'm definitely going to come to you. I'm going to come to you for that one. (laughs) Because yeah, I'm I'm excited for that book though because I actually looked it up on Amazon to see if it was available and to see like what the price was. That's why I asked you how much it was. And I was like, yeah, definitely get it because <laughs> Amazon, it was a lot more, uh, but it was also like first edition and signed and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, I looked on the reviews of the book itself and it talks about how the book is written for beginners and that a lot of other books are written where you already, they already assume that the reader knows about genetics and knows the basics already. But this book really shows you the basics and basics of husbandry in general. And people that don't work with ball pythons have led me to that book saying that that is an amazing book that you can use uh, as a basis for a bunch of different species. So I'm very excited to dive into it. And I'm sure I know I'm super late on this, like, bandwagon train whatever uh for this book but i'm excited to to read it as soon as it comes out as a movie i'll i'll watch it you're so ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) but at least you know your truth and you live in your truth (laughs) (laughs) look 
I, I, like I said, I get distracted by bright colors. I can't sit and read. That's which is crazy because your daughter and wife are <laughs> absolute book nerds. <laughs> what to read? She, the other the other day we drove an hour and a half south of Lafayette just so we could buy three books for my daughter in the series that she's reading. The next day she'd already read one of them. Yep. But I mean, so my daughter is in fourth grade reading on a seventh to eighth grade level almost. Um, which is awesome. Which is around about my level, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's about the level I like to well, read That says at. a lot about the school you teach at, James. Jeez. <laughs> I, I teach life science, not reading. Okay? Lots I of can... pictures. <laughs> yes, lo- lots of pictures. <laughs> it's the picture of a food chain. Look at all the pretty animals. <laughs> so I'll look in. I'll, oh, uh, no, sorry, go ahead. I wonder, do you think... No, go ahead, Robert. I was going to think of something else, so go that ahead. One that I bought when you were with me, James. That bit. Yeah, uh, that lavender albino uh, king because I needed a male to go with my female. Oh, yeah. I mean, and now you king, have a bitey king? Bitey, obviously. <laughs> kings, that's, that's the description I, uh, of kings. Yeah, the female we, we have, her name is Peaches. My son named her Peaches because she's so sweet. Um, she's, yeah, she's great. Aww. And I have a a, a very large male Mexican black king snake that I would hand to a little kid. Um, but this little male lavender albino, he's in shed also. I think that may have a lot to do with it. But yeah, as soon as JT picked him up, he bit him right on the thumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it a little baby? So it was just skin. a baby bite? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no biggie. So my wife walked around and saw one snake she wanted. Uh, and of course it was like 200 something dollars. I was like, yeah, you're not getting a snake. Sorry for you. Basically because I didn't want to spend that much money and I didn't want to take care of it, but it was an, an Imperial King snake. For those that don't know, that's a milk snake, King mm-hmm. snake hybrid. And they are really cool looking. They're orange and red and black. Uh, but I, I'm not buying a $250 snake. That's just going to sit in a rack and no one's going to touch it because I'm not playing with it. I already spent my money on a snake that I'm never going to breed. That's why I have my brittles. That was the most had, I think uh, I've spent on the snake. Had JT taken that yellowtail Crebo out of that enclosure and handed it to me, I probably would have bought it. But I'm glad he didn't. Those are really cool a snakes, lot. but they poop. Yeah, and worse than Kalu. Like, yeah, it's 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 yeah. bad. Like worse, it's bad. And they eat. Mm-hmm. Well, they do eat like everything. You can fish. They love disposal. fish. Yeah, but that makes their poop smell so oh, bad. Sure. Not to say like don't feed them fish, but I'm just saying like they're really smelly snakes. <laughs> See, that's, that's another know my limitations. I would love an indigo, and I would go through the whole process of, be, process of being able to own an eastern indigo, except I know yes. I don't Any want to get that phone shit. is going to be like that. They're just, yeah. It's like they eat it out one day and shit it out three times the next day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. My, my corn snakes and pine snakes shit enough. Right. I don't need to go ahead and step it up a bit. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely with James on that. I mean, I, I like bloods who like poop like once yeah. a month, maybe. <laughs> once a year. I, I picked up a, <laughs> so, I mean, a pair like, of that's, um, that's my... Transpecos rat snakes at the um, Corpus show, and the male uh, finally ate for me and, and went and sh- pooped straight in this water dish. I was like, oh, you're one of those. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah, I kind of yeah. like that because it's easy just to take out and clean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really smelly when you dump it. There was a blood up for the silent auction on Sunday. Oh, it was probably a jerk, huh? I don't know. I did not. I did not try and touch it. 
Because <laughs> it was not a baby baby, and I was like, mm, How much did Sean say we raised? 3600 3, bucks? Yeah. They're going to even it out to 4000 But yeah, I think it was like 3600 off silent auction Saturday and Sunday. It's for two two of our vendors um, who live in Lake Charles, just outside of Lake Charles, had a lot of damage. And so our silent auction in Conroe, uh, Saturday and Sunday, went towards helping uh, them. The money's going to go to them to help try and yeah. fix their house back up. And then, uh, so. Sean said, I think that it's an even four. He made it right. even $4,000. And she brought all the banana bread and pumpkin bread. And uh, we bought some of that. And uh, I have pumpkin yeah, bread on the counter that I'm probably going to eat before I go and to bed. And then Andy Hines' little girl, so she made uh, brownies and cookies. And they, they gave them away for donations for that, too. I, I did buy, I bought some, they were brownies with, okay, so I found the name out. And I don't think this is, well, it's Andy's art. This could actually be the name she calls them. But uh, they're called slutty brownies. Oh, yeah, they put everything in them. It's a cookie inside of a brownie. It's so good. Yeah, they were. It's called a slutty brownie. Yeah, slu- it's a cookie inside of a yeah, brownie. Yeah, they were fantastic. I ended up. This looks like all the fat, all, they were good. All the fat guys <laughs> all the stuff that good. James. They were slutty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked up my wife was working the the counter ticket counter and i walk up to go see her and sean's like hey james work uh work donations like what and they hand me a money bag and there i am just handing out baked goods <laughs> taking in donations i'm like well now i want some so <laughs> and there, yeah, i was like i want to go ahead and have some myself they were oh so what was the coolest thing i, I know you you bought something this weekend what was the coolest uh, thing you saw this weekend Besides yeah. money, because I know JT also had that rats. tiger rat that was pretty cool. Money, money, money. That big tiger rat snake that was next to that uh, that Kribo. You, you just keep you keep naming things right. that I know want to bite. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I didn't get to look around a lot, man. I was too busy. I I ran around. I, I was behind the table a lot. I did run around. Like I said the coolest thing that I saw came yeah, to my table. I saw that, that. was it the was elephant cool. snake. That green mama was pretty awesome. Uh, um, and then Rick, Rick in the back, he had a, a like a beautiful uh, lep, uh, a lepidus that was like if you Google Crotalus lepidus, it's the looks like the one that pops up. It's one of those ones with the really good banding that's come from like the west side of El Paso. And uh, it tried to bite me about twenty times through the tank, through the. <laughs> I'm googling. I'm googling that. Banded rock Scientific names. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a rock rattlesnake. It's one of those okay, ones that has like the really dark black and the really light gray, and uh, it was a beautiful snake, but it was yeah. pissed. Yeah, there, there was were a some bunch of baboons there this weekend. Yeah, I want one. Part of me but wants I, one. Part of me doesn't want one. You know what I don't want is a Western Diamondback. You walk by every oh, single yeah. one of them, and they're all fucking pissed off. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want you. I want your cousin, the Eastern Diamondback. So I'm trying to get shit. like, uh, I'm trying to make my collection of colubrids and such, or or all the West Texas snakes. So I have the the subox, the um, the Transpecus rat snakes. I have the Alterna now. Um, next, I'm going to get some some Baird's rats. I almost bought a pair this weekend. I know you do. Hey, I know somebody who breeds bear rats. Justin, well, there's a free, there's a free Jerry plug Salmon, for you, Justin. He had a pair of Mexican bear rats, which have, when they are adults, they have a, I think, a brown body and a gray head. They look super cool. Um, so I would have to get, you know, both because I know that they exist. So I'd have to have them now. 
So I know okay, we've got a plan trip. April, me, you, maybe we can get Jake and Justin. We can get Joe. Robert has a place for us to stay that's not that far out towards West Texas. And we could like stay there and then go out and go herping yeah. and come back. Okay. Yep. And we can go herp West Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, now. That's a good time to do that. <laughs> no. In the year. Promise I'm a teacher. I'm a well, teacher. Yeah, the year is the best time for me. I don't. Why would you? If if it's the hottest point of the year, do the, yeah, are they really going to be out that much? Yeah, you, it's you still hot. Night. So okay. you really want a day? You want it where it rains during the day, and then at night it's a little, uh, a little cooler. So this time of year is really good because there's a lot of rain out there now. But early summer too can be really good. I was out there. I spent almost the entire summer last year out in El Paso. And we would go out at night, pretty much every night, and find snakes. It would give me a reason to wear my yep. my rattlesnake-proof <laughs> boots. I, I have I have snake-proof boots that I never get to wear because I, I never go herping as much as I would I would love to. But I have no one like I have very few people that will go with me. And I'm like I'm not going by myself. Shit yep. happens out there by myself. That's not good. Yeah, I found. I mean, just on our property, I out there, I found. Uh, you know. Uh, Western Diamondbacks and Texas Patch Nose Snakes and Bull Snakes. We have several Bull Snakes on the property. So just just on our property, we have some cool stuff. That'd be cool. All right, April, we're going out there. I'm, yeah, I'm down. I'm 100% down. Let's do it. Which I think... So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's awesome. There was a lot of stuff there this weekend. The, the Conroe show is the biggest show. But like, I'm at a point now where... I can go through that show in probably five minutes just because I know both y'all have the ability. When you walk through a show, you you can pinpoint the stuff you want to see. And like you you have blinders on for everything else. Yeah, but then you miss stuff too. So it's good to wander. Every now and then I do miss stuff. But like that's the problem. Like when a ball python breeder has something I do like, I don't end up seeing it. Because I just go right (laughs) past the table. There was a, I forget whose table it was a couple of Connors ago. They had a, um, an Angolan. And had I not stopped, I wouldn't have seen it. But yeah, I, like, I saw oh, somebody I with an angle in this weekend. But it was a ball pipe really? on the table, oh, so you would have walked right by it. I would have walked <laughs> right past it. Mm-hmm. I probably did walk right past it. Uh, I've got a buddy I work with who wanted me to find him an orchid mantis. I was like, yeah, I'll be able to find one. There was not a single orchid mantis there. Or did you walk past it? No, I looked for orchid mantises. There were <laughs> you know who was doing a there were booming no business mantises. was TC's Instincts. They had those queen ant uh, setups, and people were buying like a whole ant colony with the queen. I, Joe's Joe uh, with Venom Proof. His kid bought one. Yes, yeah. yes the son bought one because uh, he bought yeah, he bought Kevin, an enclosure Kevin's from us too. for it. Yep. That's I mean, what I that's said. cool. You go outside but and catch them. <laughs> I like ants. I really do. I just, I, I don't want to keep them. I'm afraid like they'll get out. There's a really awesome uh, YouTube channel called Ants Canada. Um, and he does a lot of ants, just tons of ants. He just built this really big paludarium that is designed to look like uh, like Avatar. So it's got the floating rock mountains, the way he, he did it. And then there's they're hollow, so there's dirt in them. So the ants actually live in the floating rock mountains and then come out and crawl across the vines that connect the floating rock mountains. Uh, it's pretty cool for anybody out there looking for an ant YouTube channel, Ants Canada. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was weird. I know. 
Um, Trying to think, that's all I got. I don't have a lot this week. I was I was very tired when I got home last night. I, I can was, imagine. I was dead. That, that drive would have been like I've been working in Alabama, and I would have to come home, clean snakes, drive twelve hours or whatever it was. It was a really long drive to get there if I was going to do it. So I give you all props for what you're doing. It's only for us. It's only like a four hour drive, but it's. The problem is it's a four-hour drive through nowhere, Texas and Louisiana. Lots of pine trees. Like, it's – it's, yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> the, the good thing is in Texas, Texas, it may be a big state. So what they did was they'll let you get there fast because the speed limit on those back roads is 75. And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> at night, 75 miles, 75 miles an hour seems really fast when you can't see that far. Uh, but as soon as you cross the the river into Louisiana, it's like fifty five. So like, you really it really slows down. But uh, it's 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 nice. We all we left a half day on Friday because I like getting there and getting set set up on Friday. I'm t- I hate setting up on Saturdays. I do it, but I hate it. And so we left, and a half day on Friday was good. We got there still daylight. We got set up, but we were able to go out and eat with Robert and his wife and Tracy and her husband. But the drive back always sucks because you have to break down, pack up, and I don't. If it was raining, I, I don't understand the math here. I don't know why breakdown takes longer than setup. I have less stuff. Because we're all exhausted it should take by me that less point. time. That's and true. you did come help me. I'm dead by that point. In my truck, and then left the back of your wife's car open yeah. while it was raining. <laughs> and you didn't get inside the back of the car. <laughs> She'll get over it. She's done worse than that car. That that thing's it's it's clean-ish right now, but oof. Between her and my daughter, I don't know how that thing. Anyways, that's all I got for this episode. I I am. Uh, I wish I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked actually. I know. I I I tried to watch YouTube, but I was just like, I came home after work today, and yeah, I have done that's there a little. I said. I set an alarm to make sure I didn't sleep past the podcast. So I did I at least plan that far ahead. Dude, I didn't sleep at all last night. So I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to take a nap, but I'm going to set my alarm. So I That's wake up. That's why I, I had to podcast. tell you to give me five more minutes, James, because when you sent me the link to this, I was half asleep on the couch. Didn't realize what time it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like running around looking for my headphones <laughs> and my mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Which, which is funny because I messaged you like three hours prior. I was like, hey, well, we're still we were good for six o'clock, time. right? Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was at the grocery three, store. We were three, for so six I was awake. <laughs> I think, when did I respond to you for that one? Because I think I was asleep like five, when you texted me. <laughs> like 5.15 or whatever. It, it was late. <laughs> That's when I woke I, up. <laughs> I messaged you at like three. Robert messages right back. I don't hear from you until like five fifteen. I'm like, all right, I haven't heard back from her. I'm just gonna assume we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely need that nap though. Man, it's a good one. <laughs> all right, Robert. Well, we know you are a wonderful sponsor of our podcast, but if people want to find you and talk with you and order uh, racks from you, where on my can website, lsreptileracks dot com or Instagram, Facebook, just search Lone Star Reptile Racks. Um, I post on Instagram pretty often. Uh, Facebook, not quite as much. And obviously, uh, I can also call me. My phone number is right on the website. 
That's my cell phone. It never stops ringing. It's probably ringing 15 times while we've been doing this podcast, which is, that's a good thing. Oh my goodness. That now, is a very good thing. Now I'm playing around on your website. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're looking to find more from me or find me, you can find me at www.designerexotics.net because the .com was really expensive. Um, you can find me Designer Exotics on YouTube as well as Instagram, or you can friend me on Facebook under April Justine. What, what's your OnlyFans? I don't have one of those. But maybe I'll get one for my cats. <laughs> oh, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it is simply underscore serpents on Instagram or simply serpents on Facebook. Uh, I only have a couple of sambos left. I've normal hit annery sambos. That's all I have left. I think I've got two anneries. If they ever eat, they'll finally get to go to a new home. Uh, for us, it is the reptile gumbo podcast everywhere. Facebook, Instagram at gmail.com. Uh, if anybody has any ideas for weekly segments you want to do, that post is still up on our Facebook. Go, go throw your suggestion on there. I'll figure out something. Uh, our U.S. arc of the week thing kind of fell through, didn't it, April? Yeah, it did. U.S. Uh, arc yeah. exists. <laughs> definitely, definitely go give money to U.S. arc. They're there. They when exist. they have They're updates, though, we do, we do talk about them when there are updates. So don't think that I, we just like go radio silent for the sake of going radio silent. No, we do. When there's different updates that they give, we definitely bring them up and talk about them. Yeah, what she said. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm, anyway, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at your your website, uh, Robert, and you need some splatter paint stuff to get my attention. I need bright colors. Oh my goodness! Tell him to shut up. Yeah, just shut up, James. So, if you want a rat rack, he makes oh, rat racks rat too. Oh, nice! I know that because I helped pack him in the back of his truck the other day. Hey, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's it for us. We will be back next week with. A guest, as long as it lines up, it'll be another repeat guest. So if you don't like it, hey, suck you it. Had Sean on yet? I do what I want. <laughs> I have had Sean on, and there's a chance that he oh, could be on okay. again next week, possibly. <laughs> but, I mean, when when you yeah, sponsor the podcast, get him before you do you'll do the, they do those five shows in a row because they're going to be exhausted when that's over. I know I am. Oof, man. Yes. Yeah, he, uh, he's going to be dead after that. That's because like, people don't understand. It's not like he goes to the show that weekend and then goes home. He's on the road. He gets to that town on like Monday and then he's doing publicity and all that stuff Monday through Friday. And then he's at the show all weekend and then he's off to the next town. Uh, so Sean and Lori, two of the best people on earth. They didn't do what they, they, do, what they, didn't do, what they do. I agree that they, I, I, I have not, the list of people that I, I love as yeah. much as them is not that long. I agree. Then they're definitely near the top. <laughs> They are amazing people, and they're and and they're amazing to everyone, and, unless you screw them over, and then <laughs> just stay away yeah. from Lori. She, she, Lori can be very scary. <laughs> wow! All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on, Robert. Thank you, James, for as always running the ship, and we will All see right, you guys next week. Whoop! Uh, All right, bye. bye.